Hello! Welcome to another free parking, another night, another Thursday. Nope. <laughs> it's actually a Sunday night at the time of recording this. I think it's. Uh, yes, it's the 25th of October. And that means that this is the episode that will air uh, October 26th. Uh, which the week after includes the infamous All Hallows Eve, Halloween, as they call it. And first, before we get into spooky Halloween, <laughs> just scared myself there. Uh, I want to talk about who I am and introduce this show <laughs> um, within the first five minutes. So my name is Gustavo Julin. Uh, thank you for tuning in today. Wherever you are in the world, I hope you're doing well. And on this show, Free Parking, I like to talk about niche topics. And I'm trying to retool it, restructure it uh, a, a little bit better. On a week-to-week basis, you know, I'm uh, very busy at the moment with real-world events and uh, work. So every week, I'm, I'm just pushing the show into something uh, a little bit better, a little bit more professional. Maybe you've noticed, if this isn't your first time listening, maybe you've noticed that the quality has been the ups and downs based on how um, how my life is going Last week, I think, was recorded way in advance. Uh, and I took the time to focus on why I want the show to be about a bit better. And what I want the show to be about is every week I want to really uh, do research and talk about things that I'm interested in that aren't uh, things that I see talked about, things that I don't see people talking about elsewhere. And this is what I think I've always wanted the show to be about. But um, I, I lost my focus a little bit, and I really want to refocus on it a bit more. Uh, and today we're going to be talking about Twitch. And obviously this is something that people talk about a lot, but it's not something I hear about within my small bubble. Uh, and in two weeks, we're going to talk about the election. And I think the way that I do it, the, the idea I've had in my head for a while of how I want to tackle it, is a pretty good one and i'm uh looking forward to 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 doing it uh that way i think i think it'll be um a lot of fun maybe (laughs) or the complete opposite side of that spectrum depending on how uh it goes down obviously but i'm looking forward to, to to doing it that episode uh, so yeah, thank you for listening. Uh, that was a bit of a long-winded ramble. Uh, obviously, uh, this Saturday is Halloween. Um, it's an interesting one this year, isn't it? I don't trick or treat anymore. I stopped uh, at the young age of, I think, 16, 17, uh, because I got a girlfriend. I started just hanging out with her instead and, and, and uh, doing Halloween stuff with her. And that, that's going to be the case again this year. Uh, we talked about going to a drive-in theater. 
which would be nice, but I'm not sure if that's what we're going to do. I'll have to see. But either way, we'll have a good time. And I hope you have a good time. Uh, and stay safe. It's always important to stay safe on Halloween. But um, especially this year, there is a pandemic, you may have heard. Wear a mask. It'd be even cooler if your costume involves a mask. Uh, it would be cool, but not very scary to do for first responders as costumes. Uh, I guess that's also kind of like lame. You want to be kind of scary or fun and you show up as a nurse. Uh, it's not the best way to pay tribute to first responders who deserve uh, so much. I saw uh, SNL. Their audience now is first responders. That's really cool. That's a New Yorker thing, isn't it? Uh, I've been workshopping my New York accent. I'm a New Yorker. Hello, welcome to Free Parking. This is New York. Just kidding. It's me, Gus. And I don't have an accent. And you'll never know where I'm from. So, <laughs> yeah, stay safe on Halloween. Uh, you know, when you're going trick-or-treating, if you're going trick-or-treating, don't go to any parties. Come on, be sensible. But if you are going trick-or-treating, I don't even know how you approach that. I guess just, uh, well, if you leave a bowl outside of candy kids can just come up but you gotta also social distance six feet um so i guess it's kind of easy to do that trick-or-treating stuff um this year i mean i guess it's it's it, it, it's it's manageable especially in a small community like where i am um i can see it being done fine but um i know that that places like ybor city uh they have a uh, uh, like a trick or treat drive that happens from time to time. I, I nearly uh, filmed a report there um, at one point uh, about two years ago now, three years ago. Jeez, and uh, that kind of thing where you have a lot of uh, people at an event uh, in the entire city and in like this the main district or whatever the main square. A lot of people just huddle there. That's probably not going to happen, I'm sure. But that kind of stuff is, is not safe. But regular tree or tree in your community, I can't imagine it, it, it can be made safe pretty easily. You just need to change some stuff. Um, and candy's awesome and chocolate's awesome. So so that's always great. What's always great about tree or tree, I think, this is my view on it. And I'll, I promise I'll get to the main topic in a second. But my view on trick-or-treating is that um, it's a great time of the year to get candies and chocolates that your parents won't usually get for you. And you get to try out all sorts of stuff that you usually would not get. And I think that's the, 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 real, uh, the real jewel of the situation. And that's all I got to say about Halloween. Uh, keep it safe uh, this year. I want to talk about the main topic now, which is Twitch. Uh, I'm not on Twitch. I don't stream. I don't even really interact on Twitch, but it's something that has fascinated me for a while. Uh, it started when I read an article about it 
about a show on Twitch, which was like a a, a show. Um, it's called Lover Host. I think it was on IO9. Maybe it goes by a different name. I don't know. One of those kind of sites. Uh, and it was about Love or Host, which is where a man or a woman ha- has uh, 10 contestants. It's like The Bachelor, but it's done. Everyone's on their webcam. And it's, 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 it's so – the production value is not there, right? But you're so intrigued by what's going to happen. And by it's such a long show too. It's not like you're watching an hour of a week, like with The Bachelor. I don't know how long The Bachelor is. You're watching, you're sitting there for five or six hours, just watching these ten contestants leave one by one until they have to pick the 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 main uh, whoever the main person is. They have to pick between the last two people, and with every person that leaves, they reveal if they love. The main person, that's the love part. If they actually want to interact and go on a date with them and get to know them, etc. Or if they were just messing with the, the main person and wanted to be hosted by uh, the people making the show, Austin, Austin Show, I think it's called something like that. And they host. And hosting is when one channel... If you go to that channel and that channel is hosting someone else, then you are now watching that other channel instead of the main channel because the main channel you wanted to watch has said, oh, no, actually, can you watch this guy? So that's bringing in more viewers to that guy, which is an, a community thing that I think is uh, really interesting. And I'll, I'll get more into that now. I'm getting ahead of myself here. So I read the article about Lover Host and I watched a whole Lover Host. I can't remember who it was or what it was. I was just fascinated by how it was so um, interesting. Not in terms of like, wow, this is complex. I'm going to think about this forever. I can't remember who it was about or who was on it. I just remember how it was. It still managed to be good uh, instead of d- despite the uh, poor quality of the webcam or the microphone or whatever, you know, and and that was really interesting to me. And usually Twitch is not for this. I'll get more into that again later. I've done some research here. Twitch is a a streaming uh, website, also an app for people who want to live stream themselves playing video games or doing other stuff. And it's not the only uh, platform for that sort of thing. But it is the main one. There's also Facebook Gaming and YouTube Gaming. And I don't even know what else. Mixer was one, but that's not a thing anymore. And I've got some data here from Streamlabs. So when Twitch comes to online live streaming, uh, Twitch has... 63.6% share of the viewers uh, compared to everyone else that I've just mentioned and some others. But they have 91.1% of the content. So they have uh, way more content, but less viewers watching that content overall um, in terms of uh, all the different platforms for this sort of thing. And they have... 
the majority of the content because they have 10.5 million channels on Twitch. And in second place is YouTube Gaming with just under 1 million. It's 900,000 something. That is a crazy difference there. And that's why there's so much content um, on Twitch. And according to GeekWire, that means that 9 out of 10 live streamers are going to be on Twitch. And it's the easiest platform for that sort of thing. Um, I think what I've realized over these past few months is how good this is um, if, if you get successful. And success is not... Uh, all right, look at YouTube. On YouTube... To be considered successful in 2020, you have to have millions of subscribers, right? You gotta, you gotta be rich. You gotta have so many subscribers watching all your videos. You gotta have a lot of views. The view threshold is now like you gotta have a million plus because um, as YouTube grows, what we consider successful also grows so on you because there's so many people to watch and i find myself clicking on videos that will have a million views way more than videos that have like two twenty thousand, right uh because i'm like well if so many people are watching this it, it must be better but on twitch people aren't getting millions of views for a live stream uh it, it's a lot smaller i think that if you have 2,000 people watching your stream, I see that and I go, that's successful, right? It's not like famous, but it's it's a start because now you have an audience, an inbuilt audience, and your own community that's probably going to grow. Um, and that's really interesting to me. Let me take a sip of water, though. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. Just banging my bottle against it. I really appreciate you letting me drink my water. Uh, I can't believe you let me bring it into the to the headphone space that we live in. But um, yeah, two thousand for me is like uh, a good threshold, which is a lot lower than the millions. You know what I'm saying? Um, so it's easier to have your own community. And platform on Twitch than it is on YouTube. And one thing that is kind of a lost art on YouTube now is Let's Plays. When I was a kid, <laughs> excuse me, when I was a kid, when I was a young warthog, uh, <laughs> Let's Plays were what I watched all the time. I watched Minecraft Let's Plays. Star Wars video games, Let's Plays, you know, Force Unleashed, Knights of the Old Republic, Let's Plays, all this stuff. Because um, it was just great. You watched Power One, you just watched it. You just binged it. Before, like, Netflix binging was a thing. You know, I'd be on, on YouTube on my parents' computer watching this part 32 of a, of a Minecraft Let's Play. And nowadays, that's, I mean, really, for a while. That has not been successful because what you'll do is 
they'll release part one of a Let's Play, and everyone goes like, all right, part one, I can jump on board, let's go. And then with every single part, it becomes less successful. But if you're playing like a long game, uh, then then that's going to be a lot of videos to put out for something that's failing and going lower and lower in terms of view count. So you can't really do it that way. But on Twitch, it, that's like the new place for it, I feel. Um, where you can just play a whole game and people will watch. Because instead of being like a, a YouTuber of a million subscribers and you're releasing a video... And it gets a million views on part one. And then by part 50, it's like 20 hundred. Uh, you, know, you know, you get the point I'm making. On Twitch, you've got that audience of, of, of however many viewers you have, no matter how big or small. And they are watching the whole thing with you. They're not going to leave because the point of Twitch is to, is to play a, a game. And, and you can stream for however long you want. And if people want to watch, they can watch. And they know what they're coming in to get. And they're not going to leave and come back week after week after week after week because when you play a game usually if you're playing a long game and you're committed to it and you want to do it for a video you're not going to be playing it for for years and years and years just to get the whole walkthrough you're usually going to be recorded in long sessions that you then have to edit and chop down and release to get views and you have to cut it down to a small enough uh uh, total running time so that it's people are going to click it more and be more interested to watch a 10 minute video at least that's how it was back when i watched let's plays like minecraft stuff it was like 10 20 minutes um and on youtube let's plays turn instead to highlights and funny videos like uh like what donkey does if you watch donkey stuff i grew up on that um for sure I watched that all, all his stuff for me is so funny. It's it's a classic. It's stuff that just stays in my head. Uh, and it's really shaped what I find funny. Um, <laughs> again, this is a tangent. But I, I think about his stuff all the time. It's, uh, yeah. And I think that paved the way for what gameplay videos have turned into now. Where it's like highlights and, and a bit of role play and mostly leaning on the funny side. At least the ones that I see get popular. Um, another sip of water. So on Twitch, another thing I haven't really mentioned is on YouTube, you have subscribers. And on Twitch, you also have subscribers. But subscribers are different to YouTube subscribers. YouTube subscribers on Twitch are actually called followers, which is where you just follow the channel and you know, I'll get notifications if they go live. Subscribers are people who give them money, the uh, streamer money. I think it's five bucks a month. Maybe not, but it's around there, five to ten. Um, and uh, <laughs> I've lost my train. They will give them money so they can have emojis and perks and stuff like that access to discord servers or minecraft servers stuff like that but the difference i find on twitch and youtube is on twitch no matter how once you have an audience that audience is your community more so than on youtube where it's like that's you and these are just the people who watch your videos 
you're not necessarily going like if you have a if you have a massive channel on YouTube, you're gonna have some bad people watching your videos, and they're gonna represent your community, and that might suck because you might not like those people. I mean, I'm kind of talking nonsense right now because I don't know what I'm talking about. This is just based on what I've seen, and, and you know, um, but on Twitch, the community you see is really gonna be the community you see on your chat there in your streams. And you can have moderators control what gets said in there and, and, and you can lead them and, and make it a good place however you see fit. And I think that that was a that was a kinda that was a funny and and I think that um when people subscribe or donate, it's not like how do I say? It's done out of gratitude, and it's like a tip. It's like a tip, a tip of the hat, or a tip you would give to a waiter, where you're going, "Thank you for making this. I appreciate it, and I know you're doing this as a job." And it's so here you go. And people on Twitch, it's also a lot easier to to have a to make a stable career out of Twitch if you can get the audience than it is on YouTube where you're getting copyright strikes on random stuff and, and videos are getting pulled because they're inappropriate. You're not going to get some ads on this video, but you might on this video, and et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so you might have to rely on sponsorships and that ruins the video. And I, it seems it just seems a lot easier to make money on Twitch. And yeah, it's like, oh, you're just hustling if you're on you know. <laughs> what am I saying? I hope you know what I'm saying. I hope it makes sense. It just seems as if you can have a more stable life if you want to be if you want to be a creator. It seems easier to do on Twitch, and I think it's a fascinating um, platform. And to go back a bit to um, what I was saying about Let's Plays and how they've transitioned into Twitch, I've been watching this guy Sips, S I P S since i was super super young i want to say 10 or 11 which isn't super young yes it is um i watched all his videos all his minecraft videos especially his skyrim playthrough this was the one that shaped me and and, and i didn't even i forgot all about it until recently because i've been watching his uh uh vods videos on demand which is like the recording of the stream the whole stream i've been watching him play uh games like hitman 2 just when i have nothing else to watch and i'm watching this guy and i was like all right this this is what i want to talk about now this week i'm free parking because i just um you could see his view count on youtube because he's released in Skyrim Part 89. And for me, it's like, yes, this is great. I love this stuff. He's, it's so fun. But the view count's going down. But here he is playing Hitman 2 on Twitch. And he's got a lot of subscribers. And that's a, a stable enough platform. Like, the amount of people watching him on Twitch, if they were watching his videos on YouTube and it was just them, it wouldn't work. It wouldn't be enough. But it is on Twitch. And he can do that. And he can do what he wants. And he can play whatever game he wants. And he can be funny without having to worry about like, okay, people aren't going to watch this. 
uh, and I'm not going to make enough money, and I got a family, etc. And that just made me really happy. It made me really happy to see that uh, kind of success because it, it, it teaches you that success, even as a content creator, it's not about being at the top. It's not about being a millionaire. It's not like being like David Dobrik, who's at the very top. You know, he's making all this money. <laughs> he's hanging out with Borat. Um, success is just about being able to do what you want to do and just have the stability to do it. And I think uh, it's really good that that's possible, um, especially when I see what's going on on YouTube and I kind of – I don't lose hope because it's not what I want to do. But it, it makes me a lot more optimistic for people who do want to do that sort of thing. Um, and yeah, uh, obviously there's other platforms. My voice cracked so hard, by the way. Obviously there's other platforms like uh, Patreon and other stuff where you can just get money and, and give content and stuff like that. But I think Twitch is a platform that really, uh, really grabbed my interest. Um... And I don't really know a ton about it besides what I've researched today. And we still have a lot more to go into. And, uh, yeah. Uh, I'm going to take a quick break here. It's going to be one second for you guys, though. Uh, I really need to cure my throat. <laughs> Hate to say it, but <laughs> uh, I can feel it being strained a bit. So I'm going to drink some water and, and take care of myself before I keep recording and talking about uh, this Twitch thing. Okay, we're back. Uh, I didn't really do anything. I drank some water and I just got on my phone for a bit but it helped a lot i think um so let's talk more about twitch uh when did i start watching it well uh probably lockdown right uh twitch's views got a massive spike in april uh thanks to the lockdown and uh i started putting it on just so there was something to watch on the TV. Uh, watching stuff and just putting it on the TV or in the, in the background on my computer uh, is so much easier than putting on a film or a TV show because there is very little brain power happening there, right? You're not really using any thinking skills or anything comprehensive. You're just kind of watching passively. And it's just something to have as noise. Sometimes I do that with music. I'm sure everyone puts on music sometimes. But sometimes you're like, I don't want to sing along to music. I just want to have something on in the background. So I'll put on streams of, of trains. Literally train POVs going through countries uh, in Europe or, or wherever. And I watch that and I have a lot of fun just looking at it from time to time away from my desk. Just looking at the TV like, wow, that's an awesome train. Um, because Twitch isn't just for uh, 
gaming. It's like I said earlier, there was a, a little love or host show. There's a lot of stuff like that now where people are creating content that they see on film or TV and they're doing their own take on it. And I think that's fun. Uh, you know, there's an Animal Crossing talk show. This is on YouTube, I think, but it's still really good. It's called uh, Animal Talking. I think Gary Witta, Witta, Witta. W-H-I-T-T-A, he does this show, and it's on Animal Crossing. It's a talk show. Gorillas was just on it. I'm going to talk about Gorillas again in a bit. Uh, Brie Larson has been on it, Elijah Wood, Danny Trejo. Um, it, it's really good. It's so funny because uh, it's, it's just a talk show being done through Animal Crossing. Very loud traffic in the background they're definitely not following the speeding rules I'll say that this is not the, the zone for that kind of speed but um yeah one thing I've noticed uh, that twitch and live streaming in general has not saved but given a lifeline to at least is music gigs um you can't go to concerts right now it's just not a thing but people are still doing like virtual concerts um gorillas is doing one i believe for their new album song machine uh which makes a lot of sense because gorillas is a virtual band so i hope they take advantage of that and, and you know it's it's um it's interesting i guess <laughs> to just see how this works with these new conditions and, and how we weave them in and interconnect them with live streaming and use these platforms for something new. Uh, because it really, that watching that Lover host stuff, it felt like I was watching, not, I wasn't like watching the future. It just felt so 2020 in a kind of Black Mirror way. Not a, but not in a bad way. It was just like, wow, this is where this kind of thing really leads us, you know? Obviously, it's cool to have stuff on Netflix. It's cool to have Mandalorian on Disney Plus, October 30th. But watching 12 people put together a show with their webcams, and they're all in their homes, respectively, and they're just talking, and that's really it. Like, that's entertaining. And you couldn't even imagine that being possible years ago. And now, with the lockdown, you see a lot of shows being made by professional people in the industry where it's like, we're all on Zoom, and we're all in our homes. And it's like, really, you just had no content to make for your television standards because you have to fill time slots on a schedule and you have to get advertisers revenue to come in and obviously twitch has ads but people don't follow another schedule made by a corporation they make their own schedules they go well this is when i'll stream and how long i'll stream for some people will stream for an hour and a half some people stream for like seven hours however they feel like you know and, and it's that kind of creative freedom 
uh, and the ability to create media that gets seen by so many people. Because again, uh, there's there's millions and millions of people watching stuff on Twitch right now. That's really crazy to me. And I think that's fascinating. Because we're seeing what they're doing, like the, the corporations and the, the people in the, in the TV industry and the film industry. We're seeing what they're making. And it's just so subpar. Because they're, they're writing... They're hiring sitcom writers who write 22-minute stuff to write a 22-minute episode every week about people on Zoom and their webcam and whatever, you know? And there are people on Twitch who have the same equipment and they're doing... And, and not the same amount of uh, experience in creating content, probably. And they're delivering better, more entertaining experiences for people to watch and interact with because there's a chat that you can talk in and you can donate stuff and get your message read. Stuff like that. I just think it's so cool. And um, I think, you know, everyone's kind of heard of, of it now. But, uh, yeah, sorry. I just got a message from my friend. And he's starring Mandalorian. I'm very excited. Uh... <laughs> Anyways, back on topic. I wasn't checking my phone, by the way. I was checking my phone to see the next thing I want to talk about. And the, the text came in. I want to talk about AOC. Uh, I don't know how long I can even talk about this. Uh, but AOC, everyone knows this. AOC did a stream with a lot of other streamers. It was her first stream on Twitch. And she was with fellow representative Ilhan Omar. And... Um, they played Among Us for like three hours, I think, three and a half hours. And f this is crazy. 430,000 plus viewers watched it live, um, which is the fifth most watched stream on Twitch ever. And the VOD has 5 million plus views at the time of recording. Um that is a massive success not just because uh it's fun to watch a congresswoman or a representative um yes a congresswoman right oh i don't know i'm pretty sure there's a house and the senate but they're all like congress people uh-oh anyways you know what i mean it's cool to see someone in the government play a game of among us which is a hot new thing on tw on twitch right now um really in gaming you know a lot of people are playing it people who don't really play video games are interested in it my girlfriend doesn't play video games and she was like i'll watch it and you know, that's fun it's really nice to see a politician play a game and, and get that kind of attention in a positive way um even <coughs> even bernie and I'll, i don't want to get political i like bernie but even Bernie does stuff on Twitch and it's like, it's just live streams of him doing speeches or whatever, you know, that doesn't pull in views. AOC got it. She's, she's very uh, savvy with social media and, and youth, you know, and, and that kind of thing does a really good job of, of uh, getting people interested in politics and, and getting people to vote. Uh, vote if you haven't. Please vote. Uh... What I've noticed a lot 
this is another tangent, but I, I'm, I'm almost done with everything. I've noticed a lot of people saying that you have to make a plan to vote. And I didn't really understand why they would just keep saying, make sure you make a plan to vote. And I was like, all right. And then I saw AOC say on her stream that study shows that when you make a plan to vote, you will be more likely to vote. She explained it. My comb just fell. But she explained it, right? No one else did. And it's that kind of um, communication that I really like, you know, she's a likable politician for someone like me. And, um, you know, it was really fun to watch her play among us with, with other streamers that I have no clue who they are, except Corpse. He has a deep voice and my girlfriend seems to like him. So he's a threat. <sighs> he's a threat. Yeah. Well, I have a deep voice as well, and um, this is how I normally talk. But for the sake of the show, I like to stick to my higher-pitched fake voice. But this is my real voice, actually. This is what I sound like on a day-to-day -day basis when I'm at work, when I'm at home, when I'm at the gym, working on my muscles, my arm muscles, my leg muscles. All of my muscles. I am concentrating on everything physical to make myself strong. And this is my real voice. I'm going to transition back into the fake voice now because this voice intimidates people. It's not a strong. Wait, I mean, it is a strong. It's too strong. I have a weaker fake voice. It's weak, but it, it doesn't intimidate people. It brings them in. And then when I use my strong voice, they are intimidated and they know how to fear me. Fear me. But now I will use my fake voice. Also, I'm American. A hundred percent. As you can tell by my fake, real, my real voice. I'm going to cough. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, <laughs> see? And now it's hard to transition back to my fake voice. But let's just keep talking, actually. Um, I think that's all I wanted to say about Twitch, though. Um, let me think about the running time. 25, 26, 12. All right, Let's keep talking, yeah? Yeah? Sorry. That seems kind of... Uh, not pathetic. It seems kind of uh, lazy to be like, all right, how much can I say? But um, I don't want to. I don't want to drag out a topic for too long, and I, I really want to think about the running times here. The fifty-five minute running time was made because we had to do a show originally in the studio, and we had that slot open to us. And I did fifty-five minutes because that was the next people would come in, and I wanted to give them time to set it up. I like starting my show. When it's a radio show on time, I don't want to wait till 11.05 for you to tune in. I want you to tune in at 11 o'clock. But now this is a different thing. It's a podcast, and I don't like the idea of having to take things all the way to 55 minutes, especially if it's just me. Um, 
I'm, I'm still going to try and aim for like 40 plus, but I'm not going to force my way up to 50 unless I'm told to. Uh, obviously, when I talk to someone else on the show, like Nick or Sarah, the conversation will naturally make its way to an hour because the conversation won't even be about that much uh, that I want to talk about. Like here, I'm just talking about stuff I want to talk about. There's no one else to guide the conversation in a different path. Uh, and then by the time I'm, I'm getting us back to the path, we're nearly done. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's interesting having to week in, week out, figure out how to talk about enough stuff. But I'm, I'm retooling the show so that uh, things are better, more professional, and also more what I want to make. <laughs> Which might feel like a cop-out overall. But I do have one more segment, and this is a segment that I'd like to be recurring. It's called, Ooh-Wee, Check Out the Film Diary. And I'm going to talk about three movies I watched uh, recently since the last episode was recorded. I've watched more than three, but these are the three I want to talk about the most. So number three, this this one's not like the top three. These are just the three I want to talk about the most. Anyways, the... the, the the first one I want to talk about is Borat 2. I don't know the full title. Borat subsequent movie film. I think that's it. I know there's a subtitle, but whatever. It's funny. It's very timely. Uh, it's not... I didn't find it hilarious. I found it touching in, in the ways I didn't expect. Um, I also found it fascinating how they filmed this movie. They started filming it. Who knows? I, I think December, January, around then probably. And then as filming progressed, COVID became a thing. So they had to deal with that. Um, and how they deal with it and adjust their whole film to it and, and really fit the everything together and tie it all in so it doesn't feel like they change the story halfway through. I think that was really well done. And, and, and you can't really do that with a regular movie a regular movie is not going to suddenly be like one scene they're all good and the next scene they're all standing six feet apart and they're all wearing masks you know that's not going to happen it's different it's dumb uh they have better equipment to test themselves etc but yeah uh i don't know if i'd recommend it i guess if you want to check it out check it out which is what what's going to happen with anything anyways um the second film i want to talk about is casino royale i've never been the james bond guy i just put this one on whoa it's so good whoa it's so good i didn't it's so much fun it's so ridiculously fun i if you please watch it please watch it please watch it it's so good I, I was really turned off on movies for a long time. And I put on Casino Royale and I was like, wow, this is awesome. Especially long movies. I was like, I can't stand watching a long movie. But I watched this one. It's like two hours and a half. And I was like, this is amazing. Uh, the structure of it especially, it's based on the book Casino Royale by Ian Fleming. And the book only is covered in 50 minutes of the movie. 
and everything before and after those 50 minutes is original. And there's a structure to it that I really admire. Um, because they, they, it's so interesting, just the way James Bond movies are done. It's more like you're watching very short episodes rather than one big one uh one single story you're watching short episodes tied in and it all becomes one big movie i hope i'm explaining that right but if you adapt it into a tv show for example it would be very easy you do one episode set here one episode set here a two-parter set at the casino royale and then another one parter and another etc 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 you could do that and the running time would get so padded and maybe that would give you opportunity to focus on other characters uh, and flesh them out, whatever. But this is just a good time. And it really showed me the power of, of doing a movie like this. And it, I'm looking forward to watching Quantum of Solace. I know it's bad, according to some people. But I've heard some people say it's good. So I don't know. I'll, I'll let you guys know if I'm watching it. Uh, I've seen Skyfall, but that was the first James Bond movie I watched. And I feel like I'll appreciate it more uh, when I've seen uh, Quantum of Solace and I'll watch Spectre after that. And whenever No Time to Die comes out, that'll be a lot of fun. Great cast. Looks so cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I really like that one. And the last movie I want to talk about uh, is Interstellar. Whoa! <laughs> I watched this with Sarah. Uh wow i liked it the first time i watched it back in 2017 uh around the same time of year and i watched it again this time i loved it way more it might be flawed i don't care it's five stars classic it's amazing uh we watched it on her laptop the first time and i was like this is good it's cool that the spaceships don't make noises in space but this time we watched on the actual tv and I was just floored by how good it looked. Um, you know, I love space. I love science. I love those kind of movies where there's no, like, bad guy and there's no final epic fight like Star Wars. Star Wars I love, but I love this stuff for different reasons. Star Trek feels too nerdy and too, too much of itself for me to really enter and be like, wow. But I love stuff like Blade Runner. Uh, the sequel, not the first one. I don't really like the first one. I love the Blade Runner 2049, Arrival, Annihilation, um, Sunshine, Ex Machina, and Interstellar, uh, Jurassic Park. Just people doing science, smart people doing sciencey stuff, or just sci-fi in a different way, or like detective work, stuff like that. Um, solving mysteries. And I love the idea of just going out to space and having to find a new home. Um, you know, all that stuff is super interesting to me. And Interstellar just hits where it wants to, and it has a great cast. And I like Nolan. Matthew McConaughey is really good in this one. I like that character more than I like Matthew McConaughey. And I don't have anything against Matthew McConaughey. It's fine. But I just really like the character so much. It's such a an event, you know, of a movie. It's in a way that a lot of movies, 
I don't know express it, but I just I really really adore that movie, and it's not the kind of thing I can just put on whenever, but it is really good. And tomorrow, actually, which is the day this is coming out, I'm gonna watch Avatar for the first time since I was nine with Sarah, and we're gonna get pizza. And I'm looking forward to, to to seeing how I feel about it because when I was nine. My parents took me to see Avatar. I remember because I was in the I was in school. Like I'm gonna see Avatar later with my family, <laughs> and the, we went to the cinema. And we, my parents asked, "Can he see this? He's nine. Avatar is PG-13, but we're in France and they don't really care about stuff. And they were like, "Yeah, he can see it. It's fine." And let's uh, there, there's stuff in that movie that scared me so much. Uh, that I haven't seen it since. No, I, I haven't seen it since because it's so long and everyone makes a joke about how they don't remember Avatar stuff. Uh, but frankly, I think Avatar has had a resurgence because people have gone, I don't remember Avatar. But now people are like, yeah, the Navi and, and Jake Sully and whatever. <laughs> whatever her name is. There's always Saldana. Saldana, you know. Um, so yeah, that'll be next week. I think that's a wrap on the whole show. Who knows what next week will actually be, though. Um, maybe I'll do it with Sarah. Maybe not. Maybe with Nick. I don't know. Could be with anyone. But probably one of them. Both of them. But yeah, thank you for listening. Uh, the show is constantly a work in progress. And I'm really pleased about where this is going. Uh, I hope you stick around. Uh, thank you for listening. Hope you have a good week. Have a happy Halloween. Bye-bye.